listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk more Secret Invasion on Disney+, Plus, episode 3, called Betrayed. And in this episode, Gravik reveals to the Skrull Council that he intends to create Super Skrulls with special abilities using the powered DNA that they have acquired. Uh, He also explains that he has sent rebels to infiltrate the Royal Navy in order to launch missiles at a United Nations aircraft. Uh, essentially starting a war. Gravik meets with Talos to negotiate a parlay, but the discussions break down when the former threatens to kill Gaia. Gaia secretly sends Talos information about the Royal Navy attack. Fury, angry that Talos allowed so many scrolls to infiltrate Earth, reluctantly asks Talos to help him stop Gravik. They contact Fallsworth and learn the name of the Naval Command Headquarters officer in charge, Commodore Robert Fairbanks. Fury and Talos break into Fairbanks' home and interrogate him, learning that he is in fact a Skrull. He provokes Talos into killing him. Talos Mm -hmm. contacts Gaia, who acquires Fairbanks' authorization codes from the real Fairbanks, uh, still in Skrull captivity, so that they can abort the missile launch in time. Gaia attempts to then run away, but Gravik, who suspected her betrayal, shoots her and leaves her for dead. Meanwhile, Priscilla secretly contacts an unknown person, wishing to speak to Gravik, but is denied. So... They do answer the big question that we were left with from Mm -hmm. last week, and that is uh, Nick Fury's wife is a Skrull, and And he he knows. knows Yes. Since, like, they've been together since the 90s. Yeah. In fact, so that was interesting. I did not... That was a little lower on the list. That was surprising, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That was really surprising to me. So uh, what what are the rest of your thoughts on episode three? So it's interesting that you read it as Gaia was left for dead. Mm-hmm. Does that mean she's not dead? I feel like she is not now. I was shocked that they like. I thought she's. I thought she was killed. I was like, wow, they killed this character right. who seems like right important. Yeah, and it's like the mother of dragons. Like, wow, they just <laughs> right. got rid of Amelia Clark right away with like uh, half the half the season left. And now this may be a spoiler, although what I'm about to mention has been in promotional materials or whatever as well. 
But I think Left for Dead is correct. I think they want you to think she's dead. They do the whole thing where she looks like a scroll laying on the ground and everything, yeah. which leads you to believe. That's why that, I thought she was dead. Yeah. Right. And uh, they did this with Maria Hill earlier. So, like, they killed off mm-hmm. kind of a big character. So it would be believable that they would kill off another character. However, uh, there people have been rightfully pointed out that there is footage of Gaia in human form, like in various scenes in some of the promotional material, some of the trailers and stuff for the show that have not been on television yet. Like uh, clearly scenes that haven't aired in any former capacity, like not like she may have been in this scene, but they cut it out like scenes we just haven't seen in episodes yet. So they could be flashbacks. They could be flashbacks. She could be dead. Um, But I didn't write Left for Dead here. I just read it. So right, right, right. I presume that the feeling is we are meant to think that she is. But I guess until we see some sort of visual confirmation like Talos mourning her or something along those lines, um, I feel like it is mm, like 50-50 safe to to mm-hmm. think that she might come back. And also it helps that she's being played by like a big name actress or whatever. Right. I guess that also helps too, but I it would be I would think it would be pretty gutsy to kill off two uh characters like that in I mean I guess the scrolls can change form how as much as they want. So sure. I guess you could play dead by changing form. Mhm. Yeah. That would be a really good way of convincing the other person that, like, they've gotten the job done. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, either way, either way, I think it kind of works. And it's part of the fun, I think, that the show has turned into for me is the, like, in the first episode, I wasn't entirely sure. But, like, here by the third episode, I'm kind of having fun with the twists. And, like, I'm... I'm still convinced Rhodey is a scroll. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I love that I'm in every scene. I'm like, is this person a scroll? Right. <laughs> uh, like, I'm not sure. They're acting weird, but right. I'm not sure. If, like, it's, it's. I'm always questioning. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, and that's been a surprising amount of fun. At first, I was like, eh, is this really going to be that enjoyable? But it's really been working for me. Um, I liked the, uh, I've, well, number one, I feel bad for, uh, gosh, what's his name? Robert Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel bad for his kid because I think his kid is not a scroll and his kid thinks that his dad is his dad. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't. And they just killed this guy. He's like, is my dad going to be okay? And they're like, yeah, (laughs) sure. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, he, uh, the Skrull, pretending to be Fairbanks, goads uh, Talos into killing him. After Talos mm-hmm. was the one who was like, don't kill him, Fury, or whatever. But right. he brought his daughter into he the equation. He brought up equation. his daughter. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was bound to happen. So, yeah, I guess Gravik's idea, which, to be fair might work maybe is just like we're gonna uh, set them at war against each other and while they're busy you said extension of the of the humans right yeah 
uh, and while they're busy, uh, we'll kind of just swoop in and, you know, right. I, and I suppose it would work if you can just take over like anybody you want or whatever. Um, but yeah, his idea is full on extinct humans and it'll just be a new scroll planet for only scrolls and mm-hmm. that's it. Although there's only like a million scrolls, so it's going to be like a big empty planet for like a really long time. <laughs> Like, I don't know the reproduction rate. Like, I don't know if they're like rabbits or if they're like people. <laughs> and if they're like people, it's going to take a really, really long time to, to populate yeah. that planet. It's it's a big place. It like, is. Like, yeah. you can put all of those scrolls in, like, New York and still have room. Yep. Uh, and it's like, okay, you've got one city down. <laughs> like, what do we do with everything else? There's <laughs> so many. Yeah, that's true. Um. But I'm, perhaps there are other scrolls out in out in space that are uh, homeless or looking for a home or displaced on other planets. I suppose that that is mm-hmm. very possible as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I can sort I can sort of see it, but it's definitely very mustache like mustache twirly, like wanting to end all of humanity, uh, and that really doesn't feel like a thing that. Well, I suppose it is a thing Nick Fury is up to stopping if like he if Gravik needs to set us at war with one another first to kind of do the damage mm-hmm. or whatever. I suppose that is something like preventative care that Nick Fury could do. I suppose once it gets really bad, he wouldn't be able to stop them on his own. Um, right. It would need like uh, Avengers and stuff at that point. So I presume he will stop him before it comes to that. And he, he certainly stopped one of his attempts here. Mm-hmm. I, I presume mm-hmm. he will have at least a couple of others. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, okay. So, any other thoughts on on episode three? Uh, so it, it seems that Gravik already has superpowers, right? Uh, yes, yes. He can heal, speed heal, I guess. Yeah, he has like the extremis powers from Iron Man three mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so, if the, those trailers are be, are to be believed, where it looks like he also might have like a Groot kind of power Mm -hmm. they're like not just giving a scroll like one power they're like mixing and matching various power sets so it's like you got a little bit of Groot you got a little bit of Extremis you've got you know whatever it is that Cold Obsidian had I feel like those are cool powers but they're better powers (laughs) yeah well I mean you know I guess you can only work with what genetic samples you get I suppose but I guess I would uh, go straight for Miss Marvel right (laughs) can you get (laughs) can you get me some like (laughs) space stone powers please um like, <laughs> give me, give me a little, give me a little bit of that instead. Oh, please Scarlet Witch, right? Scarlet Witch power, yeah. Yeah, just give me some like Infinity Stone based power. Yes. Uh, you know, Groot's cool, but you know I he doesn't have Infinity yet. Stone powers. No. <laughs> He's just a tree. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I really liked the scene with uh, Priscilla and Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was great. And like, they had to kind of find a way to fit her in to the existing world. Mm-hmm. And I really like the, uh, you know, that she's mourned for him. Like when he was snapped away and stuff and she had to mm-hmm. live for like five years without him and things like that. But, um, it's, 
we find out that the problems are when he left the second time, like when he came back uh, and everything. And then he just went to the the space station. He just left her. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like where their problems right now are sort of stemming from. It's not when he left the first time. It's when he left the second time by choice. Um, Right. And I think that's a really, and like, so we didn't know who guy is like what side she was on until this episode. Then it came very clear whose side she was on, Mm -hmm. but now we don't know whose side Fury's wife is on. Right. And, uh, so we keep sort of getting like these twists as well. And I don't remember if it was this episode. I can't remember if it was the last episode or this episode. I think it was this episode where, um, cause Talos and Fury are kind of at each other's throats a little bit, but, um, Talos kind of explains or reminds Nick Fury, but is kind of explaining to the audience why Nick Fury rose to the level that he rose to in the way that he did, because, you know, nobody else knew that he had scrolls working for him, like right. getting information that nobody else could get, um, like it allowed him to rise to the position he rose to in shield. Like when we met Nick Fury, he was like full powered Nick Fury. He had already mm-hmm. risen to the top or whatever, but finding out how he got to that place mm-hmm. was super interesting. Like he was smart and resourceful, but he was kind of like a low level shield agent until this right. whole captain Marvel thing happened. And the thing with the scrolls and he utilized that to get him to where he is. And Talos is just as responsible for like Nick Fury being where he is as Nick Fury is. I thought all of that stuff was really interesting and really made their relationship way more important. And it it makes me kind of want to go back and watch other movies because now you have this knowledge that you didn't have before. Right. About Nick Fury. When Nick Fury is like eating Tony Stark's pizza or whatever at the end of the first <laughs> Iron Man. Like when he was done with that, he went home to his scroll wife. Yes. What? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like you look at him completely differently now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to, to put Very it in weird. that context. But like, yeah, I love that they add those little bits of backstory that just sort of like go behind Nick Fury and like structurally support the character even more. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when you go back and rewatch it, like you're going to know so much more about the character watching it. And it'll be interesting to see if, if, and when people go, well, not when people will go back and rewatch these movies and stuff, but it'll be interesting when people go back and do that. If you can pick up on unintentional things that right. That's will, what I want to see. Yeah. yeah, that will now make some interesting sense in context because they're able mm-hmm. to kind of like retcon a few things about his personality after the fact. And it'll be really interesting to see uh, what like what that entail or like or how that manifests or like what mm-hmm. people might pick up elsewhere. Uh, I I love that sort of thing. I know people yeah. hate retconning, but I think that there's a way that you can do it where it's cool and something interesting happens. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So any final thoughts on episode three? And what would you give it? I gave this a four. Okay. I also gave this a four. I thought this was really good, and I'm also very excited for the uh, the next three episodes we're halfway through already 
it feels like we just got started, but mm-hmm. we're halfway through it already. I am not this. Honestly, this sort of felt like his big play. There's three episodes left. Gravik's big play. I mean, in this episode. So I don't know what else he has in store, but I presume it's just like, okay. I really want to see uh, scrolls with like different superpowers. Like right. a huge fight them using all the superpowers. Like, that's what I want to see. Right. And I feel like that's what it might have to come down to is like, okay, like the getting them to go to war with each other thing didn't work out. So like now we're just going to have to, it's just going to have to be a frontal assault now. Mm-hmm. But you know, if they're dealing with superpowers, like you've got Rhodey who might be a scroll. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Aurora says so confidently, but I mean, I think he is too. I think he is too. But, um, you know, wh- wh- how do you combat that? Uh, yeah. Nick Fury's just got guns. And, like, and where's the real one? Also. Mm, yeah. Right? Yep. Questions that we do not have <laughs> answers to, Aurora, but we will have some uh, in the next episode. Hopefully, maybe, possibly. But before we do that, uh, we have to take a break because there are no more episodes to talk about. So in the meantime, everybody, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you'd like to. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have our merch store, geeklymerch.com. The links for those are in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time to hear us talk about Episode 4 of Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. Disney+.